Welcome to the Money Making Women podcast with me, Ray Dodd. I'm a money and business coach who believes that you are absolutely capable of earning life-changing amounts of money. I also believe that doing so is not as straightforward as the internet makes out. If you're looking for a conversation that goes beyond pure manifestation and hustle and into the nuance and intersections of what it means to be a money-making woman, then this is the space for you. Welcome to episode five, I think it's five, of my podcast, Money Making Women. Today's topic feels quite controversial, I'm not going to lie. So the name of today, what have I called it? Why I don't like the word abundance. Now, this is not a new thing for me. I've been in the coaching world for four or five years. And even before I was a coach and I'd hear that word, I don't know, something jarred with me about it. The idea of this video is not me slacking some people off. This is not me saying that, um, that it's not okay for you to use that word. I want to kind of talk around the topic, around some stuff I noticed, the journey I went on from being like, why don't I like this word? Which was really what happened for a long time. I was like, and I'll talk through that, but I'm not here to bash people who use it. If you use it and you feel good about it, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm not here. This is not me making the case for like cancelling the word abundance. I think I'm too old to cancel things anyway. <laughs> so. I never liked the word. And I think the first reason I didn't like it that much is because it feels really coachy. And there's a lot of words like that that um, I find this happens a lot. It certainly happened with me when I started kind of delving into this self-development stuff. And then we start to use words that we didn't use before. We start to use words like abundance and mindset. And, you know, I'm trying to think of other ones. Lack mentality, scarcity mindset, which I'm going to talk about today or a couple of others. And when we start talking to our friends and family about it, they're like, I don't know, like, what's going on there? She joined a cult. Why is she using all these words that we don't, that she didn't use before? And it can feel really strange. Abundance sounds great, but also scarcity is also very real. The planet is dying and it feels selfish to live with abundance. Right. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well. Emily abundance makes me feel prideful as if I'm gloating in what I have and the fact that others don't I can I hear that so yes yeah, so the way that it originated for me is it just felt jargony and it didn't feel like a word I would have previously used so it felt strange to hear it come out of my um mouth but it was a word that was used so much it was like focus on abundance like really call in that abundance call in another one of those sort of jargony ways to put it and don't get me wrong I've been a coach for four years I can go in with the jargon with the best of them. I use coachy words, absolutely. Of course I do. I even say things like, I invite you to. <laughs> Stuff like that, which is a very coachy way to say, I think this might be a good idea. So yeah, it started off like that. And then like some of you have said in the comments, I also found it triggering because as I've said, probably in most of the episodes of this podcast, it, when I first started to discover this um, self-development stuff, this mindset stuff, my family were in a very tricky place money-wise. Things were not good. We did not have abundance. And hearing about it and being like told that there was an abundance of stuff just felt really like, whoa. It just felt really unattainable. It didn't feel like it matched my reality at all. And I found that really difficult. And the other point, do I talk about this now? Because I actually haven't written this bit down. But I think the third point, which I'm not going to go into massively right now, but it's probably a whole other podcast episode of its own, is when you've been brought up as a woman and you've been brought up to be just enough. You know, you don't want to be so much that you're noticed. 
you don't want to be so much that you are seen as being too big for your boots, being, um, thinking, being full of yourself, being obnoxious, being, um, getting carried away with the ego, all these different terms that can come up. The idea that you should then allow in lots of stuff that you should, you know, that there's, there's loads of good things around you when you've been taught to believe that there isn't enough for you can feel really out of control and feel really unsafe. And so I do think for me, there was an element of, well, actually, like, that doesn't actually sound that good to me. That sounds really overwhelming. That sounds really unsafe to me. Whether or not I thought that in um, such a conscious way, it was probably a very subconscious feeling of like, I don't think that this is something I want. Like, that just feels really overwhelming. That feels like too much. An abundance of stuff, I'm barely coping with what I've got. You know, I, yeah, a lot of women are doing lots of invisible labor, emotional labor. They're holding things together in their families. The idea that there is an abundance out there is a bit like it, it made me want to lie down. <laughs> it doesn't take much to make me want to lie down. The other thing I talk about on every single podcast is my love of a good sit. Maybe we should do some kind of Ray Bingo, actually. We could talk about my love of lying down and we could talk about neighbors and you guys could be like, ting, 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 ting. <laughs> She's going to say these words. So yeah, it just made me go, that feels like a lot of work. That feels too much for me. And so I existed with that feeling around that word for a couple of years. I would often say, oh, I'd say it in my coaching, you could, you could probably find examples of me saying in old videos, like, I'm not a big fan of that word. I haven't really found a good alternative, but I don't really, you know, gel with it. But if I need to make a point around it, I might use it yes just need to get up earlier and work hard every minute of the day right we've all been there good old miracle morning i run, once did a video i don't know if you guys think that's another coachy thing the miracle morning i once did a video course and i'm sorry if you've got kids around mute there is fuck the miracle morning really early in my business because i had a kid who used to wake up really early and then june happened and what happened in june was obviously the very horrible awful unnecessary killing of george floyd and the Black Lives Matter uprising that came as a result of that and hundreds of years of oppression. Let's not beat around the bush on that. And what I saw unfold in the coaching world at that point, particularly with some white big name coaches, both men and women, really got to the crux of what my issue with this abundance stuff was. And my distaste for the word, my discomfort with the word. Because what so many of these people, so many of them had been preaching abundance for years. They talked about it. Um, they had, like, their programs were full of it. They shared, like, quotes and shareable memes and inspirational quotes, all of that stuff. And it was abundance, 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 abundance. And they preached it so hard and for so long. And yet, so many of them didn't even have the abundance of time or compassion or empathy to show up on social media and stand up for human lives didn't even have the belief that the abundant belief in their business surviving that in the idea that their businesses could be about politics and are already like you say it or you don't say it if you don't say it you're taking a stand as well it's just as political not to say it often they didn't have the abundance of compassion. They didn't believe that they talk about this abundance stuff till the cows come home. 
but they didn't think that their business could survive that. They didn't believe that they could survive a shedding of followers. Well, what kind of abundance is that? And suddenly it clicked. What I don't like about the word, because it tends to apply to money and it tends to apply to me or them as they say it. There is an abundance for me. But if there isn't an abundance for, I'm going to say it again, for human lives, like what is the point in your abundance? If it only reaches as far as, well, there's, and I got the definition of abundance. It means a very large quantity of something. Like that doesn't mean very much because it doesn't tell me if there's enough. It's like, you know, I might bring a really large cake to the table but if I can eat all of that cake, there's none left for you. It doesn't really matter. And also it's a very capitalist idea. There's an abundance of opportunities, you know, in the market, for example. Yeah. It is. Tammy, don't spoil it. Tammy says all about plenty. That's what I'm coming to. So what I didn't do, which was a bit silly, is write down the definition of plenty, but I did look it up. So it's just here. Either you believe there is plenty, either you believe that there is an abundance. So the definition of plenty is a large or sufficient amount or quantity, more than enough, more than enough. Let me read out abundance, a very large quantity of something. Can you see how one word is really dynamic and one word is quite self-serving? There's an abundance of this for me. There is a large amount of this for me. So yeah, you look at those white coaches audiences, there is an abundance of people in that audience. But if there was plenty, then they could afford to lose those people and they would gain back the right people, which actually is a lot of what those people teach. But when you're not acting it out, then it takes so much away from your whole message. We have to act as if there is plenty, as if there is not, there is more than just a large amount of something, as if there is more than enough, because money absolutely can't be all of it. And yeah, there's no doubt there's, there's a large amount of money in the world. I actually believe that there is plenty of money. And I was talking to a client about this this morning when we start to get into this phase, this not phase, but place of there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. I always go back to our prime minister. God, how many prime ministers ago was Theresa May? Was she just one? Or two. <laughs> I'm so confused. I think she was just, she was two. She was before Boris, right? Um, the heady days of before Boris. She said there was no money tree. And then weeks later, there was a money tree for the DUP. And then we've seen coronavirus happen and there is an end, there's a money bloody rainforest suddenly. So this idea that there isn't plenty, and I, I haven't got time to go into it in loads and loads of detail, but essentially money is an idea. It's, a th it's an object, sure. There is not as much um, money in the world in terms of the amount of money in people's bank accounts. We do not have objects for that money. There is not that many pound coins. I need to say pound notes because I grew up in Jersey in the Channel Islands and we have pound notes. There's not as, you know, there's the physical money doesn't exist. So the rest of it is like electronic idea, you know, because if you and me and all of us suddenly think about the fact that we don't trust money, like not don't trust money, but if we think about, so for example, if we start to think that we don't trust a certain company, 
and and it and that's the idea spreads and it gets in the press or people start behaving certain ways in the stock market the value of that money goes down the value of that company goes down people act like money is this solid dependable thing it changes when we think about it differently all oppressive systems operate from the basic idea that there is not enough space for us all there is only enough space for white people there is only enough space for people who are attracted to the opposite sex there is only enough space for people who are a certain weight who are able-bodied who are oh god blonde and thin who have penises there's only that much space that is pure scarcity mindset right there those oppressive systems rely on us believing that there is not enough and the amount of women i see not making money because they just so like tell me if you've ever thought this i can't do that business idea that i know someone else who's done it or there are so many people doing that that idea has already happened you know how many people have thought ah oh, i would launch an e-course but everyone's doing e-courses now and I always come back to the thing where it's such a construct because nobody goes, did you get a book deal? Everyone writes a book these days, don't they? There are a lot more books in the world than there are e-courses. And yet if you took that because it's approved of by the patriarchy, <laughs> a book is like, well, that is the kind of knowledge that we understand. That's the kind of knowledge we're meant to have. So if you went back to your parents and you said, I've got a book deal, they wouldn't go, libraries are full of book deals that books though aren't they if libraries are full of people who've got book deals like they'd be like what because we believe that there is plenty of space for people to have that but not for our ideas how many of you have called your business things like my my little business that little thing i'm working on oh my god the e-course chat that's all in my head this week <laughs> It's and I like I joke because Marie says you're a mind reader, but I I say it because so many people think it, and every time I'm like this makes no sense. It makes no sense. So those oppressive systems that operate from that place of scarcity and scarcity or lack mentality is the belief that there's not enough out there for you. Money is one part of that. And it is a part that I'm very, very passionate about. I'm very passionate about people understanding that there is plenty of space. There's plenty of money out there for them. But I'm also very passionate about the fact that there is plenty of space for you. Can I tell you a secret about one of the ways I run my business? I don't worry. Is this true? I'm sure it comes up sometimes. I do not focus on the fact that there are other people doing what I do. I don't. I don't let it be part of my thinking. I was talking to a client about this this morning. I don't, um, I don't concern myself with cutting through noise. You know, sometimes we can feel like our, the internet is a very noisy place. I think Instagram particularly, Facebook groups, you've got your space. But Facebook pages and um, Instagram can feel very noisy. I don't worry about cutting through that noise. What I worry about is saying what I want to say and saying it in a way that is the most me I can say it. Because I know that there is only one me there is only one me with all the experiences I've had and you might look at me and some of you think that I'm some kind of fancy unicorn and I'm not others of you will laugh at the idea that I'm a fancy unicorn 
but you'll be like, she's just like, but Ray's different or whatever person you look up to in whatever scenario, they're different. They aren't. So I found myself asking, is abundance the opposite of scarcity? I'm not sure it is. And I've kind of already explained that because abundance means a very large quantity of something. Scarcity, I didn't look up the definition of scarcity, but let's just say it means there's not enough. Plenty means there's more than enough. Plenty means that there is more than enough, but it also takes work. It's tiring to unravel this stuff. You know, my clients often, particularly at the moment, I don't know about you guys, rest is coming up a lot in my work at the moment, probably because I need to take a rest. But also I think because we're six months into a global pandemic, a situation none of us have been in before. And also we're working against a system that tells us in every single way it can, that there is not enough space for us, that we have to do business in a way that looks like and feels like and sounds like people who we have nothing in common with. You know, the world was not created. If you are a white woman, the world was not created for you in mind, but it was created with white people in mind. You know, I'm talking about the business world, the kind of and the constructs of society, the actual world, however you believe that came into place, was, was created with all of us in mind. We're the ones fucking that right up. So if you're a white woman and you're like, wow, I really don't fit into this space. There's not enough space for me. Imagine where if you go into any of the intersections on that, how tiring that is. Acknowledging, and I'm not saying it's not tiring for white women, I'm just saying it's different. I'm going to say it's more tiring, I imagine, for people on those intersections. Although many of them, because of that, are absolutely excellent at learning how to look after themselves in it. And a lot of white women could learn a lot in that. It's tiring to unravel this stuff. It really is. And it's part of the work. The idea that, you know, we just show up and we're like machines, we work through the day. We are unraveling systems. And we are needing to show up in ways that we have never seen done before. If you do that from a place of scarcity, of believing there is not enough for you, if you do it in the pursuit of abundance, believing there is a large amount of it for you, I want to do it from a place of plenty, believing that there is enough for everybody, that there is an overflow, that we can operate from overflow, which is one of my favorite concepts. I want all businesses to operate from a place of plenty. Because when you do, it's utterly transformational. This week, so I'm launching my plenty course at the moment, see what I did there. But there's a reason I called it that. I've never had such a reaction to a name of a course. I am known, I have a reputation because I bang on about it so much finding it really hard to name stuff but it was like plenty fell from the sky and I was like this is the name of the course and this week um, I, I did my money challenge last week in the free Facebook group in money making women and it was amazing and on Friday I talked about plenty and it's a course I believe in to my core and then on weekend something felt really off and I kept just being like what is it what's the matter with me 600 people have joined my community over the last month, 600 new people. And many of them don't know me. And they've come into my space and they like what I'm doing, but they need a bit more time to get to know me. This is my own thinking. And actually it was borne out by messages I got and responses I got to me announcing this. And so on Monday morning, I was like, I'm going to give them more time because I believe that there is enough people who want to buy my thing that I don't need to squeeze. So originally 
I was giving them till Thursday, so tomorrow to buy. And I've stretched it out by another two weeks because I want to rest in that place of plenty. I want to give people that space. And when I sell from that place, when I make money from that place, it means I pay my taxes, Donald Trump, because I don't need to make up loads of businesses and pretend they failed so that I can tax dodge because I believe there's plenty. I believe I can run a business that supports my family, supports my community and pay my fair share of taxes. But when we operate from that place, people say to me so often, like, what if I become a greedy asshole? What if I change into this person? What if this happens? If you operate from a place of plenty and don't get me wrong, we are conditioned into scarcity. So you have to be aware and conscious and vigilant at noticing and bringing yourself back. That's what I did at the weekend. I brought myself back and was like, huh. And it wasn't that I had it done um, for ending on a Thursday for any reason that was a problem. I used to really like shorter launches and things have changed and I'd rather do a longer one. But there is some chat. Oh, is that enough time and what will happen and all of that? Yeah, there's time. Make space. Uh, Rachel said, Ray, I have muted so many people on Instagram recently because I was dipping into comparison so much happier and finding it much easier to say what I want to say in the way that I want to say it. Yeah, I follow very few coaches on Instagram. Very few. Mostly because they don't often um, speak to me a lot of coaches because they don't talk about this nuance they talk about abundance and I think I don't even think I talked about this with abundance one of the things and I think one of you mentioned it in the chat Natasha maybe but the fact that it can feel like oh there's plenty for well there's a lot here for me there's an abundance for me and I think when we come from a place of privilege, however that looks, and we all have different privileges, but especially if it's an economic privilege or a confidence privilege, an able-bodied one, a white privilege, obviously, that can mean that we, um, we don't always see the whole picture. And yeah, there's space for you, but is there space for everyone else? And are you working towards that? And that's what Plenty is about, the course. Plenty, the co my course, is about way more than you earning plenty of money. It's about operating, about doing your business. Why can't I put that? About your business operating. That's the sentence I'm looking for. From a place of there being enough room for everyone. And that can feel counterintuitive and it can feel risky. But we need to act from that place. If we're going to create a different version of the reality we currently face. So those are my thoughts on abundance. <laughs> if you're thinking about um, doing plenty with me, you have until, oh God, what's the date? I think it's the, let me check. I think it's the 14th of October. You can book a call with me. In fact, I encourage you to book a call with me and chat it through if it's something that you are interested in. This course has been so transformational for the people that have done it. I can't properly explain. Oh, it's the 15th. Look at that. See, it's the 15th of October. If it's something you're thinking of, if you're ready to operate from a place of plenty, and you know, Maria's example is so good from e-courses to there being enough people in your audience, um, there being enough people in your community, there being enough opportunities for you, enough time, enough space, and yes, enough money, then have a look at it. I would love to have as many of you as possible doing this because obviously I love doing the work. Of course I do. It's my, feel very privileged to have found it as a thing that I enjoy at all. But also 
because I want this to have a knock-on effect. I want to see this, this changing how we run our businesses. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Making Women. Please do go and leave us a review. They have a huge impact on getting podcasts like mine heard. I also wanted to let you know where you can find me. So if you want to find more of what I do, you can find me in my Facebook group, Money Making Women, or you can find me on Instagram. I'm Ray underscore Dodd. I really want to say a special thank you to Emily Crosby, who edits these for me, and I will see you for our next episode.